Go Radio presents the Go Radio Football Show Unfiltered at Oranmore, Glasgow on Thursday the 9th of March. Featuring Rangers and Scotland legend Barry Ferguson. They knew as soon as that game finished when I came in that dressing room, I would do anything for them, but on that pitch, if somebody's not doing it right, mm-hmm. they've got to be told, you've got to drive them on to make sure they hit their standards. Join Paul Cooney, Mark Guidi and Barry Ferguson for this live and unscripted show. Tickets are limited and on sale now at thisisgo.co.uk. The Go Radio Football Show Unfiltered, live at Oranmore Glasgow on Thursday the 9th of March. Let's go! There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. Here we go, two great strikers with us tonight. The legend that is John Hartson is here, Celtic and Wales and many other clubs as well. And Lauren Shanklin, second top of the scoring charts in Scotland, just uh, just behind Furuhashi. Lawrence, welcome to the programme again. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Great to have you in straight from the nursery, picking up the wee one. How's the wee one doing? Yeah, she's yeah. all good. Um, started yeah. last week, so all good. Some season for you, John. Does it take you back when you see 27 young man in here, top of his game, scoring for fun? Yeah, he's doing great at the minute. Hearts are doing very well and that's literally down to the goals that... You know, we saw Humphreys score a wonder goal at the weekend. Lawrence as well, 21 goals this season, all competition doing well and, and hence you know he's very settled he's, he likes what he's playing the team the players around him obviously and uh, no it's brilliant when you're in form it's almost like that every time you go out he probably feels he's going to score every game well I used to when I was in great form do you know it's been quite a career as well Lawrence we'll talk about it a bit during the programme because I was looking back you started off at Queen's Park and you left you were transferred to Aberdeen I think on the same day that Andy Robertson moved to Dundee United uh, it probably was. Um, it was obviously the same window. I didn't actually know it was the same day, so yeah. um, it could have been. Uh, but whatever happened to him? We didn't hear uh, too much. <laughs> two, two very different journeys, but um, enjoyable both of them. It's been, and it hasn't been a straight line, has it? Because you know, last time I spoke to you in the program, you were in uh, Belgium, but it's been experience for you going over there, although it was only a year. No, that's it. Um, I think throughout throughout my career, I've had loads of different experiences, good ones and bad ones, but um, you learn from them all, and thankfully now I'm in a good place. John, how many goals did you... Are you over 200, I think, weren't you? Go, your record? I think so. I, yeah. I, I never I never hit big numbers at Arsenal or West Ham, but I got a few. You know, I think I got 20-odd, and then West Ham, yeah. I got 33. Wimbledon, the same. And obviously, when I came up to Celtic then, um, you know, then, then obviously my goal it increased, yeah. yeah but no, it, it must be something. But as I said, goal scorers, you're only as good as your service. You're only as good as the players around you, really. And uh, I, I was very lucky enough to have great players around me to, to help me get that many goals. One big game on tonight in Scotland. It's in the first division. Uh, League One, it's going to be Alloa against Falkirk. And the man who'll be here in that seat on Thursday night, Stephen McGinn 
he'll be here. And obviously he's up against Darvo. It's amazing, isn't it, in the cup? And I'm looking at you, Lawrence. I know you're not playing against Aki's because of that double yellow card the other week against Hibs. But um, could there be an upset? <laughs> well, there's no point in asking you that. But it does show you, doesn't it? With Darvo winning against Aberdeen, anything could happen in the cup. I'm going to answer no to your upset <laughs> shout. But, um, <laughs> no, obviously, um, Darvo played great that night. I actually yeah. watched the game. Um, Aberdeen won the, in the best place at that minute. And... They were vulnerable and, and it showed on the night that were really good and managed to get themselves through. So, as you say, anything is possible in the cup. Let's take a call immediately. 0808 17 17 700. John Hartson, Laura Shanklin. And Sean is on the line, big Rangers fan. Hi, Sean. All right, guys. Hi, John. And Shanklin, you're the best SPL striker, mate. Brilliant striker. <laughs> Keep up the good goals, mate. And why they come to Rangers, mate? I'll be your agent. <laughs> Do you know each other saying Shanklin? Just, oh, that's my know, mate, isn't it? Right, that's <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm yeah. So, even better than Furuhashi? Okay. <laughs> well, he can't go to Rangers now, can he? No, it's not. It's, <laughs> what, what about the service you, you get this season? What would you say about your, your teammates, Lawrence? You're on fire. What about your team? No, it's been great. Um, I think if I came in when I went to Hearts, I knew that the way we play would probably suit me. I'd obviously worked with the manager before and I liked how he did things and he obviously knew how to get the best out of me. Um, so... I've come into a team with, with loads of creative players. We've got Barry McKay, Janelli in the wide areas. So when you've got that service coming in, as John says, you, you need the service to score goals and thankfully it's been coming. Yeah, Sean, what's on your mind? Well, um, I, I want to talk about a wee bit because my sister came, I call it Man City because my family's obviously down there and then I'll talk about the Angels. Okay. What could happen? What's the worst case? I'll ask John because he's yeah. been in the English family. John, what's the worst case you think will happen to Man City? Could Man City get relegated to the Championship or even to League Two in England, or do you think they'll just get a hefty fine? And would you, honestly, what do you think will happen? Do you think, do you think it'll be as bad as what uh, the media's making out? Well, Man City are clear in their response that they've done nothing wrong. Um, for what I'm reading, if if they are found guilty um, of any misdemeanours or um, uh, unfounded sort of uh, events that have gone on there. I think they'll they'll throw the book at them. Uh, I think they'll be possibly demoted, um, fined heavily. Um, I, I, I heard somebody say today that the titles won't be stripped or the cups that they've won. Um, but if they are caught uh, and found out to, to have been causing any... Uh, things that that are against the law. Uh, if they have been spending masses and masses amounts of money on 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 transfers, haven't been putting, you know, if they haven't done it down the legal route, then the you know the book should be thrown at them, like every other club in the country. You know, why should someone like Liverpool or Chelsea or Man United do their business properly and honestly? Um, and Man City but we don't know we don't know the, yeah. these are all allegations you know th these are all um, uh, sort of things that are thrown at them and you know the, the, obviously it'll go to court it'll, sure. and, and it, things will be worked out but I believe any team that cheats or does things wrongly the book should be mm. thrown at them and then nothing changes for Man City one of the biggest clubs in the world sure. And Sean, as you know there, John said, if, that is the thing. Big that, if, Paul. Of course. All and these they, are allegations at the minute. Yeah. yeah, and we don't know, Sean, what the situation is. What are you thinking about your own club, about Rangers? Uh, Rangers, I think it'll be a comfortable game again in Sunday. I think it'll be 4-5-0 four four against Partick Fist. No offence to Partick Fist. So 
they're a great Glasgow, a, a small Glasgow team, but mm-hmm. um, they've been around for many years. I don't know how long, Paul, but I know <laughs> uh, they're a good good team. Oh, they certainly are. Um, and for Rangers for the Cup, or do you think it's going to be Hearts? There's Lawrence. Take Lawrence on in that if you want. Would that be a final you'd yeah. like to see? Ah, that'd be a good final. I'll take, I'll take Hearts or Davlin in the final. <laughs> hey, you never know. And look, can you catch Celtic? I, I think you did say a few weeks ago you don't think that Rangers will catch Celtic in the league. No, I, I'm a I'm a truthful guy because I was a, yep. uh, uh, the 21st guy. Uh, I don't think, I think really for Rangers to catch Celtic, uh, no offence to um, Celtic John Hearts is a lovely team but mm. Celtic would need to go through basically a crisis they would need their top strikers and Callum McGregor a great player they would need a bad injury like, a bit, a bit yeah. of trouble mm. and to be honest nine points I think the goal difference probably takes it to ten it does yeah, yeah. I think honest, yeah. it would be very hard I think there's 13 league games uh, to come yeah. show yeah. I think Celtic win eight Including the Rangers game, of course, but they they're still big games, you know. No, no titles are handed out in in February. Um, anything can happen. And but the one good thing I'd say about this manager and Postecoglou and Celtic, they they don't take their foot off the gla- off the off the gas. You know, every game for them, they go for it. They want to win. They they you know they only play one way. They only know one way, and there won't be any sort of. Um, you know, thinking that it's done, no chance that they'll be one game at a time, three points at a time, and I think with the nine points and potentially the twenty-five goals extra, that makes it ten, as you just alluded to. I think another eight wins out of the last thirteen, and then there's no way back for Rangers. That's including beating yep. Rangers. Yeah, Sean, you're jumping in. Uh, what I was going to say, John, see, to be honest, see when Ange Postecoglou. Um, Celtic. Yeah. I'm not going to lie, I didn't know much about him, and I'm not going to be ignorant and say no, I thought sure. he was going to be good. I actually didn't think he was going to last, and mm. even some Celtic fans will tell you that. But as we rumours come across Sky Sports tonight, yeah. which is uh, linked, his third choice to be linked with the Leeds. I don't think he would take the Leeds job. He maybe take the Leeds job at the start of the season. But he's not got to fling it. He's not got to walk away for a job. But he's merely ninety nine percent got to win a title. Well, not only that, I, th- I think he's committed anyway. Like we saw what happened with Brendan Rodgers. You know, Brendan walked out the side door. He had his reasons for it. I don't know whether he fell out with the board or whatever it was, which which Brendan Rodgers uh, walked away from it. Um, but I think with Ange, you know, they, he won the double last season. He's still very much, you know, going for three trophies this year. He's got a wonderful set of players. He plays great football. The recruitment has been superb. You never say never. Um, Ange will not leave until this season is over and hopefully many more seasons. But you can't never tell in football. You just don't know. Um, you know, you, don't, you, you just... For me, people are saying to me all day, wherever yeah. I'm going, is Ange saying, of course he's staying. I don't, are, they, I, are people I, asking you today, John? Yeah, yeah. yeah, well, yeah. It's I, I saw it myself on Sky today. He's, yeah, one, of the, he's sure. one of the big names that are linked with Leeds, but he's also linked with Everton. And yeah. the thing is, if, you, if you're doing yeah. well as a manager, then other clubs are going to come. Of course. You know, mm. they, want, they want to take you on whenever their manager gets sacked. So it's no surprise to me that Ange is linked with all these different clubs. But I do genuinely feel he's committed to the cause. He's got a good team. You know, they're flying. They're top of the league. And 
at this moment in time, I think he feels he's got a job to do. I think he'll finish that job. Um, however long then he can stay would be fantastic if he could give Celtic more years. But you really, really don't know. I can't answer. I don't know what Ange is thinking with his family and everything else. But what I would say is certainly... You know, he's got a job to do this season and he's in a great position. Lon Shanklin with us tonight. And who could help? You were on the night that he was appointed and we didn't know about him. What a change he's made to Celtic and a breath of fresh air for Scottish football. Yeah, um, I don't think I'd be speaking for a few people if they said they knew what he'd done sure. previously to coming here. But um, what he's built at Celtic is, has been brilliant over the last... It's been quite a short period of time, but the players he's brought in and the way he's got them playing... Um, Speaks for itself really with how they're doing in the league and as John's saying it's obvious when, when teams are doing that well in building what he is building um, that he will gain interest but at the minute I think you could probably see him staying at Celtic Sure What are they like to play against? To play against Celtic? No, they're a good side um, As I said the league table shows that um, they're difficult to play against play at such a high intensity as well but they've got talented players within that as well they're really good technically and you need to you need to be really on your game to beat them and then last midweek, Rangers hadn't hit their best, but unbeaten under Michael Beale, but it clicked at Tynecastle last week against you. That was it, aye. Um, obviously, when you play either side of the road from, I think you need to be on your game to give yourself a chance. And to be honest, I don't think we were. We were pretty poor as well. So, um, but don't take it away for Rangers. They were they were good on the night and they done enough to win the game. It's funny you've got Celtic nine points ahead, then Rangers, and people talk about the big two, but increasingly people talk about the third team in the country and I know somebody said it was Aberdeen recently but I mean Hart, do you feel that at the club it does have a really big club feel to it at Tynca we know it is and Aberdeen have been a big club Hibs a big club but are you is the club feel like the number three club in the country I think the expectation for the support and, and for us within the club we want to, we want to secure that number three and, and look up the way um, we're obviously a big club in the league and we've got a talented squad um, and that's shown with our performances in the league and, and well we're sitting so it's going well at the minute but Going on last Wednesday, Sean, we've still got a bit to go till we, we can call ourselves splitting them two, so we'll see how it goes. Mm -hmm. Sean, that was your best performance. When I say you, Rangers, your performance I, at Tynecastle. Yeah, very good. Unfortunately, Sean, it was Rangers' best performance. Cause it was like me and Barry says, I say it's over a year. Barry says it was uh, probably as bad as uh, Gerard was the man. Mm -hmm. even, even though Rangers didn't uh, get to the final uh, Europa League, and uh, but I thought... Gerard, it was probably a wee bit more attacking football, but we seem to be doing a wee bit better, but I still like to see a wee bit more. I'm a bit disappointed it was two signings, but it's all about next season, and hopefully we can do something in the Scottish Cup and the League Cup. And just to let you go, guys, before mm -hmm. I leave, I'm not, I, I hate Hibs, and, well, no, I hate them, but they're <laughs> not my team. Hibs under-19s are playing Young Brush Adopting under-19s right. live on BT Sports. Yes. Tonight, 7pm, yep. so good luck to Hibs and Brilliant. that. Scottish team I want to see them doing well yeah, that, that's great exposure for the great for the show. youngsters as well isn't it yeah superb fantastic Sean thank you very much there for joining us on the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors Lauren Shanklin of Hearts and Scotland is with us John Hartson the legend uh, John will talk a wee bit later about Arsenal then losing at the weekend your old club West Ham doing not too badly uh, and also with Jesse Marsh going the question is who is going to be the new manager see Stephen Gerrard has been mentioned as well of course there's a link there with Gary McAllister who was his number two at Villa and at Rangers what are you thinking everyone 0808 17 17 700 or join the conversation with Lawrence and John at Go Football Show some of the headlines today just looking well Celtic they're out in front in Europe in domestic 
unbeaten run. They have 18 games unbeaten, just ahead of Newcastle in 16, and Union San Gilwa, who of course came up uh, against Rangers earlier in the season. Uh, Aberdeen have made contact with the former Sheffield United and the Middlesbrough boss, as was Chris Wilder. Could he be the new manager at Aberdeen? It's remarkable how things turned there so quickly for them. Um, Idiguchi, yeah, the Celtic transfer exit is confirmed today. The midfielder heads out on a year-long loan. The 26-year-old uh, is going to be with Avispa Fukuoka. So, good luck. It's the only one that hasn't worked out at Lawrence, isn't it, Idiguchi? And when you look at the midfield they've got, it's maybe no surprise. It has. Um, obviously, we've seen quite a lot of the rest of the signings that uh, came for the same market. Um, for one reason or another, it's just not worked out. Worked out for the boy and he's heading back, but... Listen, it happens a lot in football and sometimes people just don't settle as well as others and um, that might be the case but I'm sure I'm sure he'll be a talented player as well and John the rumours continue it's going to be transfer deadline day uh, for well potentially in, in Turkey it is and for uh, Alfredo Morelos Konya Spor interested in Morelos so that could be decided in the next 24 hours could you see him going just now or surely Rangers would want to hold on to him and I know his contract's up at the end of the season but Rangers they want to win a cup yeah, they want to win the cup and actually he has been back in the goals, hasn't he, of yep. late, um, you know, under Michael Beale. But I don't think they'll, uh, the Turkish club can come up with enough money. What would he go for? They'd probably have to pay three or four million for would they come up with that type of money? And then obviously Rangers will think about it. Well, you know, if he was to go in the summer on a free, we'd get nothing. Yeah. So that that's the decision they have to make. That's the big call. I think at three or four million, you would consider it big time. Possibly. It, it all depends be, what sure. Michael feel. Yeah. Mike Michael Beale, sorry, can mm. can sort of can he persuade, you know, Morelos to stay and sign a longer contract? Yeah. Or is his mind made up? Does he want to leave on a free transfer at the end of the season? Is his agents asking too much money? I know they give Conor Goldson a huge contract to stay when yeah. his contract was up, but they've got the same issue with um, with Ryan Kent Ryan as well. Ryan Kent, who could sign. What do you make of him, Lawrence? You've watched him over the years as well. You've come up against him. Morel is at his best. How good? He's good when he's at his best. Um, as John was saying, he's been back amongst the goals lately. He managed to get two down night against us. So I think it'll, if an offer does come in, it'll probably come down to risk and reward. They'll feel... What can what can he get? Is it coming this season? Coming to the end of it? Even if he does leave for a free, do we feel like he could maybe win his league, win as a trophy? So mm. it'll probably come down to that, and the decision will be made for there. Mm. We haven't mentioned VAR, and we're twenty minutes in. We're not going to get you into trouble, but I mean, my goodness, VAR is tough for the referees. It's tough for the fans. It's tough for the players, isn't it? The number of times the game stops and they they check a goal, and I mean, in your case, you were sent off in the game against Hibs after. That you're amazing. It was a brilliant goal against Hibs, and it was double yellow cards. I know there's not much you can say, but having watched it, John, a couple of times, you think, mm. I don't think these are yellow cards. Well, what what would it be too controversial if I said get rid of it? Because Trouble's even chip. even when you go back to VAR, there are so many calls that you think, how have they come up with that? Um, so listen, I know it's there to help the referees. But at this moment in time, they're getting more wrong than what they're getting right. So, listen, it's a controversial call. Yeah. I won't. It doesn't matter what I say; they're never going to listen to me. Um, but what I'm what I'm thinking is: is it, is it causing more problems than the worth? Why don't we just let the referee make the, make the decision as he sees it? Because, as I said, even sometimes going to VAR, you know, you've just said it yourself. How on earth can't they yeah. come up with the correct mm -hmm. decisions? These handballs, you know, if a handball is blatant. And somebody is just blatant and ball, then give it. 
if it's just smashed at somebody's yeah. arm, then you can't give it. It's just a lot of it is common sense for me, but it's just it just doesn't seem to be working right now. And the trouble is, if we said right, let's not have it in Scotland, we would look like poor relations because it's everywhere else in the major leagues. It must drive you nuts at times, Lawrence. You know when the it can bar. be. Um, there's certain decisions, obviously. To be honest, as John saying, the handball one is. It probably comes down to an opinion now. Like it depends on the opinion of the referee well, or the VAR yeah. in charge because on, I don't think, I don't think the, the rule's actually clear. And, and to be honest, if it clips anybody's hand, you, you see teams claiming for it now. And, and I don't blame them, to be honest, because there's a decision that to be made. So um, I think that's probably the, the worst one's probably the handball. The rest of them maybe could be a bit smoother in, in the transition that they do. But... Um, there's obviously some some decisions that frustrate you. It's just causing an awful lot of controversy, isn't it? Yep. Every single week, Paul, we seem to be have two yep. or three, two or three decisions. I know they're great talking point in yep. this debate in the pubs and the bookies, whatever. Well, the we'd rather talk football, up. wouldn't we? We'd rather yeah. talk football. I just think at this moment in time, the VAR. Uh, it, it's very, very confusing that they can't get obvious ones correct. Of course, John, as you know, it's not the VAR, it's the people interpreting it. And there's too many of them looking for incidents rather than looking at incidents. Right, there's something. I need to look at that, look at it. They, they, they spool back now, finding an excuse to chalk off a goal or to send you off. Is that unfair? Maybe it is a little bit. But I think the ref doesn't know who's in charge anymore of the game. Is it the referee or is it the people running far? What do you think? 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. And uh, the goal scorers are the people who get the big money. We've got two of them in here tonight. John Hartson and Lauren Shankland. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road, Darnley. Let's go! Lauren Shanklin with us tonight, along with John Hartson, Paul Cooney, and Lord Willie Hockey has popped in as well. The business show will be coming up this weekend. He's just preparing for it. I was just listening in the podcast today to the guy at the weekend. I enjoyed that very much. And some great stuff fighting for Glasgow and the West on the Go Radio Business Show. Sunday morning, looking forward to it. And I think this Sunday it's David McCutcheon, CEO, uh, joint owner of Bullet Express. So like a rocket, Tom and Willie will be in here on Sunday morning Lawrence is with us John too we're taking some calls and we're looking forward to the games this weekend and it's the cup Lawrence you're going to miss it though because of the ordering off and that starts Friday night we've got Hamilton Ackies against Hearts John the romance of the club of the cup were you in any cup upset over the years at Luton were you I was I think we lost to Inverness we beat I remember we beat Liverpool on the Thursday night for Celtic and we went to uh, Inverness on the Sunday I think Martin made 10 changes and we went out to the Scottish Cup we got beat Um, Mm 1-0 and also when I was down at Luton I was a young 17 year old whippersnapper we beat the might of Kevin Keegan's Newcastle Cole and Beardsley top of the old first division um, and that was a great night for us. Kenilworth Road, you know, um, 7,000 supporters. And, and we got to the semi-final that year, lost to Chelsea at Wembley. So, you know, I've been a part of beating, you know, uh, the smaller club, beating the Giant, and also then being with the Giant, losing yeah. to, yeah. at that time, I think Inverness were in, were in the first division. Um, but it's difficult. I, I always think the FA Cup is, is a good leveller. Yeah. I really mm. do, you know. It's, it's against the smaller clubs and they give everything they play like supermen and we don't get it as often up here but we did this season of course uh, with uh, the Darville game let's hear from Ange Postacoglu after Celtics win at the weekend it was Sunday it was narrowed to six points at this uh, stage at the start of the game big win for Celtic Ange Postacoglu spoke afterwards yeah really pleased um, yeah conditions weren't easy um, particularly the pitch and uh, 
you know, we had to sort of overcome that and, and not steer too far away from our football. And I thought, so, you know, we did that because of the nature of the game and, and obviously the, the pitch. There were times we had to defend. I thought we did that really well as well, which was good to see. And, uh, yeah, we got four good goals. And he said there's uh, even more to come from his team. Well, he did actually say it's just disappeared from the screen. So that was Ange. That, that's frightening, isn't it, Lawrence? I know for other teams that he said Celtic can go up a level. He's looking for more from these players. I think it comes back to that when people are talking about him leaving as well. When you when you hear him speaking, he's, he's always talking about building and what he wants to do. So he's obviously planning planning long term as opposed to short. So um, of course, I think as managers, you always need to expect your team to go up a level and keep improving. John, the unbeaten run. 18 games, the best in Europe. Yeah, very good. Um, they were on a brilliant run as well, weren't they, before the, um, they got tripped up by St Mirren mm -hmm. a couple of months ago. But no, I think Ange has been relentless. He, he's been a magnificent appointment. Of course, nobody really knew or thought he would have the success that he's actually had. Won the double last season. He's still in three competitions. He got a really, really healthy, league, uh, healthy lead in the league. But it's a way that it's the demands he puts on his players every single week. There's no respite. It's a high press. Um, everybody's working, you know, everybody's going forward, the team, the energy the lads put. This is why he has to make three or four changes after 60, 70 minutes because the team get tired because they put so much into it. And um, I don't think the Celtic fans will be happy with him being linked. But listen, if you're doing well, you are going to be linked with other clubs. That's That's what happens. That's football. But I think he's in this season. He's committed. He, he, he must feel he has a job to do. Um, and I believe he's very happy in his job. You never know down the line, you know, what might happen. But for now, I definitely think he's, he's, he's all in this season to Celtic on, on, on the back of how well he's doing. And he's been speaking yesterday about the loyalty of Callum McGregor. And, and it would be it'd be strange if he was to leave. I don't think there's any chance that he would go just now, John, is there? Although beforehand in the office you said nothing surprises you in football, but he loves that football club. He loves Celtic and he, he knows that he's, he's building something special. Look, uh, he's probably not going to stay forever, but do you not think it'd be a bigger club like a Liverpool or something in a year well, or two? Well, this is going to be down to Callum. It's going to be down to Callum and his representatives and it's going to be down to Ange and how he's treated. He's captain of Celtic. He's been a Celtic since he was a kid. He comes through the ranks. He's Celtic, you know, run, blood is running through his veins, Celtic. Um, and he's been an extraordinary player. The way that he's just took on the, the captain's mantle as well from Scott Brown. Different type of character. Um, but he's been fantastic. The players idolise him. They respect him. Uh, you never know. Of course, all the fans want Callum to stay forever. There's probably a coaching role for him at the end of his career. But... You know, uh, I personally think that he loves playing for the club. You know, every week he turns up. And there has players, there's been great players that have left Celtic. Look at Kieran Tini. You know, Kieran's gone yeah. down to Arsenal. Everybody wanted Kieran to stay. But I just think Callum's at, at that age now where um, I'd be surprised if he moved on. But again, you know, you just never know. Lawrence, for you, captain of Hearts, what did that do for you and for your game to be given the armband? No, it was great. Obviously, the, the circumstances surrounding it and Craigie getting such a bad injury wasn't nice, but um, these things happen in football and, and that's where chances arise. And, and the manager spoke to me and I was really I was really keen to take the armband for now while Craigie's out. So um, I thought it was something I'd never done before and it was a challenge for me and I felt it could improve me as a player and, and as a person as well. So yeah, I, was, I was keen to take it on. And has it changed your relationship with the players because you're the captain? 
Not at all. No. Um, the, the relationship I built, obviously, I've not been there too long, but yeah. I think it was important the relationship I'd already built with the boys. That that can't change. I can't all of a sudden become I'm the captain now. So, um, I, I'd like to think I've got the respect to them all. And if I had to have a dig, then it would be in a way that that we both could accept and work with. So, um, nah, but it's been good. All the boys have been great so far. Plus, the Glasgow boy leading out Hearts is a bit special, isn't it? And if they give you any stick, you'll you'll sort them. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Um, I was obviously I was at Hearts when I was a kid as well. So, yeah. um. I was really young and then obviously taking back now and be the captain for now is great. Your time at Queen's Park as well at the beginning. How do you feel about your old team top of the championship? No, they're doing great. Um actually my, my family's um friendly with we uncoiled the manager and his son and that they're they're in the coaching staff and they're doing really well. So um it's good to see actually I tuned into the game on Friday, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um another good result for them, so they're doing really well. Lon Shanklin, John Hartson, Paul Cooney, and here's Derek, a Rangers fan on the line. Derek, good evening. Uh, good evening, Paul. Good evening, panel. Uh, Hi, Danny. I'm to see I was starting to hear uh, the passing of uh, Billy Thompson yesterday, Paul. Yeah, he was an absolute gentleman, wasn't he? And you'll remember him well. Yes. What a keeper. Yes. Uh, that's my point, Paul. What does uh, the panel think about Rangers' goalkeeping position this season? Uh, I understand why he keeps chopping and changing. And I just don't think John McLaughlin's up to the task. John, what do you think? No, normally, Derek, what well, the way I would think about it is that a goalkeeper is such a a unique position where you have to stay sharp and you have to be focused all the time. I, I'm not really. I can understand managers who sometimes change the goalkeepers for particular cup games. You you'd allocate a goalkeeper to be in charge for a certain cup. Say so John McLaughlin. Just say for an example, John McLaughlin. Right, you will play. In the cup games, if we get to the final, you'll play in the final. I've seen that over the years, but generally, chopping and changing in the league, um, looking at the opposition and then changing. Uh, I'm I'm not a big fan of that. I played in teams where the manager played the number one. You'd be the number one goalkeeper. Did it with David Seaman. I did it with Rab Douglas at Celtic. Did it with Neville Southall with Wales. If you're the number one goalkeeper, you play. And sometimes what the manager will do to give the other goalkeeper some games and make him feel part of the squad and the setup, he will say, right, you will play all the games in that particular cup. So I don't know what you think about that, but for me, a goalkeeper has to play every game in terms of the league because he's the one who has to say sharp. If he's not playing, the keeper's different to an outfield player. The keepers, all the keepers' game is about reactions and shot stopping and this type of thing. So I don't know what you think about that, but that, that's just my view on it. Well, listen, here's what Michael Beale had to say about rotating the keepers. This week, there's obviously been two games, a couple of late, uh, late night in the week, and you just feel that John uh, is the fresher goalie coming in today. I didn't think he had much to do in the game, so I will continue to rotate him. I think it's the right thing to do. The schedule's opening up a little bit now. We don't play again in midweek, I think, until the middle of March when we play away at Hibs. So I won't have the issue in terms of fatigue with anybody, like anybody, goalkeeper, outfield player, won't have that. So I wouldn't expect five subs every game now. I think you're seeing it because I'm trying to get us through a tough schedule without having done a pre-season with the group, if you like, and knowing where everyone's at physically, you're trying to um, to rotate to keep the energy on the pitch. I thought it looked fantastic, that rotation on Wednesday night. It didn't look so good on Saturday afternoon. Lawrence, I won't ask you about the Rangers situation, but you had Xander Clark there, for example. He didn't play at all until Craig Gordon's injury. And I think some people were surprised he maybe didn't play more cup games. Do you feel in general you'd rather have one keeper 
for the season? It's difficult to say really. Um, probably comes down to the, the, the trust the manager has as in these goalkeepers. Obviously, Michael Beale's confident with the two of them and doesn't matter who he plays. But for us, we obviously had Craig at the start. He played every game and then Xander had to be patient. But as I said, with, with injuries and stuff, that's when uh, opportunities arise and, and it's a chance for somebody to come in and take it. And I think Xander's done that for us. He's been brilliant for his came in and um, he's handling being the Hearts goalie very well. So long may it last. Derek, you heard the manager there again. Has he changed your thinking on it? Uh, no, I no. think they should have replaced McGregor at the start of the season with a, a, a number one keeper. And I don't understand why they gave McCrory a new contract and then he doesn't even play even any of the cup games. I'm surprised that uh, McCrory's not been given a chance yet. Yeah, because everyone says he's the natural successor, probably more than John McLaughlin now. What you also get as yeah. well, Derek, you, you've got so many people that are still massive Alan McGregor fans. They yeah. still think that Alan is the number one, still think he's outstanding, even at, even at the ripe old age that he's at now. Is that's really not that old for goalkeepers. Goalkeepers tend to go on and, and into their 40s. And listen, you're a, you're a Rangers fan, and other Rangers fans that come on here, even Barry Ferguson last week, was saying how good Alan McGregor is still. So I still think um, I still think there's a debate there in terms of bringing in a new goalkeeper. I know you've got McCrory, but a lot of Rangers fans still think Alan McGregor is top notch. But for next season, Rangers are probably going to have to spend to bring somebody else in because McCrory's not going to be ready, Derek, is he? He's not going to get enough game time. Uh, probably not, no. I, I think I spoke about this last week, Paul. I, I would be looking at the Murrable goalkeeper. I think they'll probably look at a, a bigger and better goalkeeper than that. But the Murrable goalkeeper, that is it Kelly's name? Yeah. He's quite a good young goalkeeper and he's at the mm. right age of only 27. For sure. He's been at Rangers before him. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Derek. Thanks for calling. 0808 17 17 700. Earlier with a question about the Man City situation. I wish I'd asked Willie Hockey about it. But just can I get you, just before you go, will you be talking about it on Sunday morning? And there was a question from Sean saying he loves Man City. Are they going to be relegated? There's every chance. Uh, The one thing about living and working in the Middle East for two and a half years. I know how people there have got a complete disregard for rules. <laughs> so I think the biggest worrying thing is that in the when you read the report that the investigators said that they were really unimpressed with Man City's way, the, the, the co- cooperation was not what they were expecting. But the big, big worry for Man City, I don't know if John and Lauren seen the interview yesterday that they showed back from Pep, yep. where Pep has made it quite clear uh, and I've, I thought it was uh, refreshing that he told everybody what happened. He said that he asked the senior management team a hundred times if they broke any rules, and they told them no. And he says, "Well, I believe he's." He says, "And I, and I really did believe them. If it's found that we have broken the rules, I will be walking." Yeah. So that's that will be the biggest worry mm-hmm. for the man. And to have a hundred, everyone is innocent until they're proven guilty. Yeah. To have a hundred charges against you and be charged with non-cooperation is a worry. But uh, if you want to hear more, listen yeah. to the business show on Sunday morning. Looking forward to that. Would love to ask you more about um, what's going on up here. And Celtic fans are asking about Ange Postecoglou as a Celtic yeah. supporter. And would would you see any way that he would go to Leeds? Uh, I'd obviously listen to what the lads had to say earlier. I don't think there's any chance. I think that Ange believes that he has, you know, died and went to heaven. I think he yeah. thinks he's in the perfect job. 
And I think that Ange will be here for a while. I don't think he'll be persuaded. I think the only way that Ange would leave is if he was disappointed, maybe mm. with maybe the support he's been getting. But I think the club have supported him in every way. It seems to be, you know, I heard he's talking about Callum as well. I think the same for Callum. I think he loves the club. But, you know, when people start waving big checks in front of you, but I honestly believe that I don't think Ange is that type of guy. I think if Ange enjoys what he's doing, he thinks that everybody's working with is on the same page, then I think he'll be there for a long, long time to come. As a Celtic fan, I hope he is. Indeed. Lawrence, I'm just thinking there, you're friendly with uh, Owen Coyle, who's a brilliant manager as well, but could Ange, could that be his next step? Go to Queen's Park in the in the Premiership? No, your old club. Queen. Did you have a good time at Queen's Park? I know that was in the amateur days, seems a long time ago, but have you got a special place in your heart? I did, I. Um, yeah. Obviously, I started my, my footballing career there. Um, I got the opportunity to play first-team football when I was only a kid, and it was great for me. I learned a lot. Um, obviously, I think the club's evolved a lot now. Um, they're a much better place. I think we were in the third division at the time, and now yeah. they're, they're top of the championship. So it's been brilliant to see um, what they're building there, and hopefully it's shown on the pitch and the success continues. Yes, it's been a great story, but I heard John talking about it last week there. I think it's probably, since I'm here, maybe give you a wee, shed a wee bit of light on the Simon Murray thing. Can we do that just yeah. straight after the break? The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road, Darnley. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show, Tuesday night edition. John Hartson's here, Lauren Shankland and Willie Hockey is with us as well. Lord Willie Hockey, we're looking forward to the programme Sunday morning, 11 o'clock, Hunter and Hockey. Can I ask you though, can I throw this one at you? Because last week, just before the transfer deadline, we revealed the news that Simon Murray had moved to Ross County. But the number of people saying, why did you sell him just when you're going for the title in the championship? Yeah, I think it's a good question. And I think what happens is, I think, you know, it's been mentioned, these windows, you know, sometimes they put you in a position, for what I'm told and what happened was is that that um, the club were instructed that Simon had signed a pre-contract. Uh, uh, right. Two days before, they're playing a top of the league clash against Dundee. And uh, so they found themselves in a position where, like, you know how this works, John. So when people have signed a pre-contract, they want to know if you'll do the deal just now. And, and, Although I would have absolutely nothing to do with it, if someone wants to leave my business, yeah. they're leaving immediately. Yeah. Um, and I think what happened was, I think it worked out well. For, I mean, I think Simon would have been disappointed if he didn't get the move. I'm sure Queen's Park dealing with um, Ross County were happy what ended up happening. But it was a situation where it was out of Queen's Park's hands. So no one wants to sell their captain or their top sure. goal scorer, you know, when you're going for the league. Yeah. But they were in a they were in a lose lose situation. So hopefully the way it's all turned out, they brought in Connor Shields, great yeah. young player, you know, got a great record of scoring goals. And and we, you know, I'm sure Queen's Park with Simon all the best. He's been great, yeah. you know, over the last couple of years with the club. So hopefully it works out for everyone. And it's interesting that Mr. Hoggy's come in and and, and explained that because yeah. last week we had a different view on it because we weren't aware that he signed a, a pre-contract with Ross County. And it just goes to show, we have to give an opinion on yeah, here, sure. but we don't really know what goes in, what goes on within that football club. You know, we all we all sure. have an opinion. That's what radio is all about, having yeah. opinions. But it's good that um, that we have got that cleared up now and totally understand why he's, he was allowed then to go and join Ross County because he signed that pre-contract. Yeah, and can I just say yeah. that, Paul? Ross County were, were you know, were, were fantastic. You know, they, they let the club know nothing was done behind the scenes. 
uh, and they really, you know, they played the game with Queen's Park. So I think everyone at the end of the day, and obviously getting a wee result against Air yeah. on Friday night, sort of. It's a big result, wasn't Help it? Help take a wee bit of the dampener away. Of course. The captain. It's, and that was the other thing last week as well, Queen's Park in the Cup, and then you were looking forward to the last 16, and you're out. We mentioned Leanne Dempster, who said, right, we made a mistake, we own up, we're sorry, uh, and we move on, but you must be disappointed to be out of the Cup. Well, I think the biggest disappointment was all the fans were no looking forward to playing at the San Siro, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. I'm in Vale, you know. Yeah. I actually said that to David Martin till today. Uh, I thought he was going to slap me. <laughs> but uh, no, it's, it's a disappointment. Yeah. It's one of these things. You know, for the people as well who maybe mm. didn't get the full ruling, what happened was we signed a lad June. two weeks ago, Ewan Henderson. Mm. He played in the league game, no problem whatsoever. Mm. And we played in the cup game, right, obviously against Inverness. What we didn't know was, is that, or we did know or we should have known is, is that that game was cancelled from three weeks previous and he had to have been signed before that, right? But, but here's an interesting one for the listeners. So that was the charge. The charge was that you had to be signed before the first game. Yep. Okay? When Celtic played Hearts in the Scottish Cup final, mm-hmm. the 2-2 draw, Celtic won in penalties, mm-hmm. that was a postponed game. Yep. And eight of the players that played in that game were not signed before the first game. Really? The exact same rule. So from both teams? Celtic had two, Hearts had six. And what happened? Well, because they might say there's there's nothing in writing saying because it was during COVID, Uh but there's nothing to say the two things technically were the exact same thing. The game was postponed. So it meant that all of those players who were not registered, if you take the the rule that they've they've, they've ruled Mm -hmm. against Queen's Park, that none of those eight players should have been able to play in the cup final. Wow. Right. How do you feel about that as well? You weren't even just fined or whatever to, to be out of the tournament. It's a bit harsh. No, it's one of these things. Uh-huh. You take your punishment, you move on. Okay. Uh, and I think the people at Queen's Park, I think, as you said, Leanne, and the people there, you know, whatever, that, you know, it's it's a it's a human error. But to be fair, mm. it wasn't as black and white as people think, you know. So the, the thing that threw us was no euphoria after he'd played okay in the league game mm. he was allowed to play in the league game so but I'm sure everyone have, have learnt from it and what it does is it means that you know we can pretend now they're doing like the big clubs do that we don't want to go for the minnow cups no they want to go for the league oh. <laughs> <laughs> Lawrence when you hear all this is it easy scoring goals rather than running football clubs I'm, yeah. I'm glad I don't need to deal with that side yet yeah. but um, <laughs> at, the, at the time obviously I was reading about it and, and I thought it was harsh to, yeah. to, explain, to be honest obviously it becomes difficult when the game's meant to be three weeks before, but I think if a player's signed and the squad's put in before that game, it's it's, it's harsh to put them out. But the rules are there and um, they're probably outdated a wee bit, sure. to be honest. John Hartson called about half an hour ago for VAR to be scrapped. Willie, do you have a view on VAR? I said it's probably the people operating VAR who are getting it wrong. What, what, too often. I'll, I'll just yeah. need to yep. correct that a minute. What I said was this is it would be ever so controversial. Yeah. If I said, look, it's causing so many problems, that's all we seem to be talking about. They're getting more wrong, in my opinion, than what they're actually getting right. Um, And for me, you know, it's just a case of um, why don't we just get rid of it and just go back to the referee makes a decision and then there's no controversy every single week. Because sometimes, even when we do go to VAR, they still can't get it right. And then they're admitting then three days later they made the wrong decision. It's too big. It's too big not to get it right, all the money that's been ploughed in. And they're getting a lot wrong right now. That was my point. I'm not saying they should. 
said it'd be controversial if they did at this mm. particular time. Yeah, here's what's wrong. They said it was here to help. It's mm. actually refereeing the games. Right, if you take the Celtic game last week, every goal was against St. Johnson. Every goal was checked. Yeah. Right? Uh, you know, 25-yard screamer for the lad from St. John. What, yeah. what are you checking for? Right? Sure. The goal, yeah. the, when the free yeah. kick. So people, are, some of the penalties have been given. But what's interesting is, is that the only referee right, to overrule to being told mm-hmm. something by VAR was Willie Collum for the tackle by Ryan Kent. Mm-hmm. Right? And every pundit after it agreed it was a sending off. And Willie Collum was the first referee to be told you have to look at this because it looks like a sending off and saying I don't agree with you. Yeah. So what's going to be really interesting now is if you see the latest uh, UEFA dictate that they're saying now that the fans will be allowed to hear Right, what the guys are... That, this will be good for Scottish football. <laughs> this will be fantastic. It may cause a few fights in the stands, but I can't wait to hear yeah. it. And final one uh, about Hamden, Willie, which uh, you're obviously close there with Lesser Hamden, all the work going on there. We'd love to see Lawrence Shanklin back in a Scotland top soon. We've got the game with Cyprus. We've got Spain. 21 goals so far this season. Wouldn't it be brilliant to see him back in the I, Scotland I, top? I think there's every chance that that will happen. Yes. Yeah. And I, and I wish him all the best Gorbo's boy done well absolutely and the training could come back to Glasgow because I know Orem that's where you train with Hearts isn't it yeah. I Orem. think yeah, 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 yeah. Orem which is a terrific but I see I read at the weekend Stevie Clark would love to come back to the new facilities at Hamden Lesser Hamden I'll give you a wee story about why Scotland would like to get out of the Orem uh, I won't mention who was the manager at the time but it wasn't Stevie no so they went through to train they had a big game coming up and they went and, and and Scotland have always thought they played second fiddle to the oval shaped ball at the Orium, right? And they could live with that. They could live with that. But they went in to use the pitch. The manager, all the players behind. I don't know if Florence was involved at the time, right? Yeah. And they couldn't go onto the pitch at the moment, right? Their, their time was booked for four o'clock and they couldn't go on. They had to wait till these two guys had finished a Frisbee final. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a joke. Scotland, the team, couldn't train because yeah. it was a Frisbee final. Correct. Only in Edinburgh. I think I know who the manager is. Yeah, but I think so. Mr. Hockey, and not, not, not give his name. I'm going to stick him right in. He was interim. All ah, right, okay. <laughs> yeah. Lord Brilliant. H, thanks very much for joining us. You're welcome. Good luck, Paul. Good luck. Thank you, Tom and Willie. Back with uh, David McCutcheon on Sunday mornings. A lot in the go. Go Radio Football Show. Lauren Shanklin's here for another hour. That's nearly the first hour up, John, isn't it? Oh, and we've yeah. uh, still to hear a bit more from Michael Beale and Spostakoglu as well. And we're looking forward to all the cup games uh, coming up very, very shortly. Let's hear from a bit more. I did say Ange wanted to say a bit more about his team. And this is what he had to say. Yeah, look, um, there's more to come from all of them. You know, um, there's no kind of uh, reasoning for them to, to stay where they are or, or to be content with what they've done so far. Um, all of them should improve, want to improve. My role is to make sure they do. And uh, yeah, Aaron was great again today. But you know, I thought uh, there was a few that you know really put in a strong performance considering it's been you know three games in a week. Aaron Moy has been uh, a big revelation for Celtic. What a signing he's been, Lawrence. Aye, um, I, I read. I don't know if it was a day or yesterday that he was thinking about chucking it when he was in, in China and he couldn't, he couldn't get a game. So it's mad to see the turnaround. But that's football for you. Um, it can change fast. You find a manager who likes you, wants to fit in his team. You get yourself fit and playing every week, then things can change. And I think he's done that. He's obviously got to sell a few goals and assists in there. And he's doing really well for them. 
Yeah, top player. I, I actually watch, I've watched him for years. Aaron, I remember doing BT Sport four or five years ago. He was at Huddersfield. I was commentating on Huddersfield games. Then I did a lot of Brighton games. And he's a class act. He really was. He played a little bit further, like off the front, whereas now he does get forward a bit, but he, he generally just, he likes to control the, the middle of the park and he's always side on when he receives the ball. He knows what his next pass is when it comes into him. Um, but no, he's a real class act and I'm glad he's gone in and he's stayed in and he's keeping um, he's keeping Matt O'Reilly yeah. at the team. Mm -hmm. Matt O'Reilly comes on, but I think the three in there now was O'Reilly, McGregor and Hatati. You can add Moy in there now. He's undroppable. You know, the only thing is with him is that he stays in the team. But Ange, I think, is one of those. If you perform really, really well, um, he'll keep you in there. He'll keep you in there. And it's your shirt now. To, it's his shirt to lose now, Adam Moyes. It's John Hartson along with Lauren Shankland. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. And the next hour, it could be your call. There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. Big game tonight in Scotland. Alloa against Falkirk. Our own Stephen McGinn had a win at the weekend chasing down Dunfermline who's going to come into the Championship where at the top it's Queen's Park. Air United following them. Queen's Park... Um, Paddock Thistle not such a good result for them at the weekend right in the Premier League itself for the last time tonight we'll mention it because we're looking forward to the cup but Aberdeen 3 Motherwell 1 John for Motherwell worrying times for the supporters we've had lots of them coming on and hopefully they can dig out of this position but it's going to be really really tough for them it is and they made the decision to appoint former player yep. uh, Stephen Hamill and I think Stephen would have loved to have you know, got more points and being in a better, healthier position. But there's still 13 league games to go. And, yeah. you know, he has plenty of time. It's still very, very tight down there. But my only concern is that Stephen hasn't managed at this level. Um, and he'd have been delighted to have got the job and he probably earned the job. Um, but that would be my only concern where you're looking at other teams in and around him and other, other teams with managers that have been over the course before. You know, the likes of Derek McInnes had a good win, uh, Kilmarnock. Yeah. You know, they've been there in and around it and they might just have that little bit more experience uh, when when you're really up against it. And that's the only worry I have for Motherwell is that Stevie Hamill hasn't been there before and how he reacts to this. Yeah. Lawrence, in the Cup this week, they're playing Wraith Rovers, so, you know, down a division. But what do you think of that game for Motherwell? It'd be a great chance for them to get, to get a win and a boost. I think everybody will probably watching it because I think Rafe could go and turn them over and mm. it's all doom and gloom but for Motherwell I think they need to go into confident they're in the league above and if they can go there and put in a convincing performance and, and get through most importantly it, it's games like that that can maybe turn your season you get you, get you a bit of confidence and you can build for there so um, they're obviously in a difficult position now but I think they've got the they've got the players in their squad to get rid of it they're experienced enough they've been in the league it's mm. just Trying to get wins together, really. And what's that pitch like to play on? We keep going on about it. Barry talks about it. John talks about it. I saw it. The fair part, the surface this season. That's very good. Um, 
I was surprised when we went there earlier in the season. We were we were getting spoke to by the groundsman, and he was showing us how big the slope used to be on it, and they've, yeah. they've managed to fix it. So it's actually it's quite remarkable when you see how high it used to be. But um, no, it's it's a well known that it's a good surface, and um, they should start using it and get yeah. some results. Exactly, maybe too good the surface for some of the teams who come and love to play on it. Let's go on the lines. Uh, Reagan's on, a Celtic and Scotland fan. Hi, Reagan. Oh, thank you for having me on again. Hi, Regan. Pleasure. How are you doing? I'm all right, mate. How are you? We've got um, we've got Lauren Shankland on tonight, second top goal scorer in the Scottish Premiership this season, doing exceptionally yeah. well for Hearts. Uh, Lauren, it's great to be on with you and Lauren Shankland as well. I just wanted to ask Lauren as well, did he fancy himself to get in the scoring squad with uh, Stuart being out and uh, Dykes is obviously... He's in hospital as well, so it's a big chance for him when Scotland are playing Spain as well. Because Spain will be a big game for us. Lawrence is a big opportunity for you to go in there. Uh, that's it. Um, obviously, if players get injured, as I said before, that's where opportunities come up. And um, I imagine I might be closer to it now if the, if the numbers are short in the striker department. So for me, I just concentrate on my on my club football, do what I'm doing week in, week out, and, and that gives me the best chance of getting selected. So... I'll concentrate on that for now. There's still a lot of football we played and then when the time comes, they, things kind of take care of themselves. And John, even, and we hope that Ross Stewart is back soon, Lyndon Dykes as well, but on his own merits, would you think that Lawrence could well be in the squad? Absolutely. I, I think, you know, to score, to be on 21 goals now, Lawrence could potentially, I don't know what he's, yeah. potentially hit 30 goals this season, another nine or whatever more. But um, when you're a goal scorer, you're judged on your goals unless you're one of these strikers that is in the team to drop off and to maybe, you know, play as a number 10. You know, I see Lawrence, he can come in from from the left like he scored his great goal against Hibbs the other week where he lifted up and volleyed it across the goalkeeper. Um, but no, I think Lawrence just said himself, all he has to do is keep knocking on the door and Stevie Clark cannot ignore goal scorers. You know, it's yeah. the hardest thing to do on the pitch, especially possibly with Stewart uh, out and one or two others out. Jay Adams obviously will come in who's playing at Southampton. Um, but no, Lawrence just has to keep reminding Steve Clark that he's scoring goals every week and he just simply cannot ignore him. Then you cannot ignore top goal scorers in the league. So for me, you know, he, he is um, he's on the verge of getting his chance. Regan's a big Scotland fan as well, as I mentioned, yeah. Lawrence, and he turns up in the Scotland strip. He came when we were on the Euro programme. He turned up there with the Scotland strip as well. Because it must be, what was it like the first time you wore the dark blue? That's obviously, it's amazing. Um, it probably came earlier in, in my career than, than I thought it would, to be honest. I was I was still at Dun United in the Championship. And of course, long term at that point, it was my ambition to go there, do well, get promoted, and then maybe sneak out of that national. But um, he called me up when I was in the championship um, did alright to be fair it was a tough game over in Russia um, sure. we got a hard result but then we, we bounced back with a good result against San Marino managed to get myself a goal and um, probably the next two times I was it's hard to say but probably not up to it as much as I should have been um, but I feel now I've matured a bit for then um, it was a couple of years ago I've went away, I've got experience, um, been abroad and, and I've learnt a few things along the way so um, I feel like if I was ever to get the chance again then I'd be more than ready for it. I think you will. Regan, you see a real confidence, don't you, in Lawrence? I was just going to ask him, Paul, see in terms of going away to Belgium, do you think that's uh, definitely been better for you to go over there and experience something different and then be, be back over to Scotland? 
I do. I think the biggest thing was probably take myself right out of my comfort zone. Um, I moved to a different country, different culture, languages, and that was a big thing for me. Um, being away like that, it was it was difficult at times. Of course, you're away from family and that, but I felt it was something that would develop me as a person. And then I think coming into football that can help you as well. So. I think probably further down the line I'll look back and I'll say nah I took this for that or other things that, that improved me overall but um, I feel good now I've come back to a good club a club that suits me um, I've managed to, to get myself in the door start well and, and be captain for now as well so um, everything's in a good place for me at the minute and I'm enjoying it Did you learn some of the local language in Belgium? It can be difficult isn't it? A bit French a bit Flemish a bit Dutch I tried um, I was I was based in Antwerp which is, is up the north yet yeah. towards Holland so yeah. it was more Dutch people spoke but it's, it's a difficult language to be honest it's, it's really hard But if you can navigate by listening and that, then you can do anything mm-hmm. can't you? Exactly like, Language wise uh, And Reagan, what about your own Celtic? Idaguchi's uh, away today back to Japan uh, you didn't see much of him and some of it was injury early on and then to break into that team was uh, well nigh impossible I, In terms of Idaguchi I think he's going back to the G League where he, yeah. he knows very well Paul and he's going back there where people know him and People know that um, I think it's the one thing I want to you on about Poster Colwell was John. Yeah. See in, t- see in terms of you going down to West Ham, going down to Arsenal, right? Mm. Do you think Ange might be tempted in terms of nobody knew Ange, right? Mm. So this time last year, there are people on different programs that didn't know Ange. Do you think maybe he thinks, well, this is my opportunity to go down south and, and try it? Because See that owner that was down in Yorkshire for Leeds? He spent up £150 million during the, yeah, the title sure. window. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking if... Uh, I think that as much as we didn't... We, we don't think it's a good opportunity for him right now during the season. But then the Rodgers did the exact same thing. So I don't know if we are just being too narrow-minded to think no, Ange might not go, but... My, might you just see this as an opportunity? No, uh, Reagan, I think you make a great point. None of us thought Brendan Rodgers would leave. Oh, we all thought that Brendan Rodgers, after the brilliant football that he brought to Celtic, some of the signings, for instance, Dembele, uh, £500,000, sold him for £20 million, whatever it was. The trebles, the back-to-back uh, quadruple treble, he wasn't involved in the last one. Lenny cleaned that one up. Um, so none of us thought that so that just goes to show um, that anything can happen in football I genuinely believe Ange is very graceful I think he's got morals he's got integrity I think as well he appreciates the fact that Celtic got him give him the job when not that many people knew about him excuse my ignorance loads of Celtic fans didn't know they'd be lying if they said they did they knew who this guy was straight away everybody's looking on Google what's he done managed his country you know managed in the J League and been successful and it was a brilliant job for Ange to take over Uh, and he's done a remarkable job the way he's got the team playing the recruitment he's done he's worked wonders and he is going to be linked with clubs but I don't think at this moment in time he's going anywhere. I think he'd want to finish the job that he started this season, won the double last season, Reagan. And I think he's in. I think he's in for a number of years. But I said the same thing about Brendan Rodgers. But I think this guy is a little bit different. I think he's a bit different. I think because he knows that Celtic give him his chance. 
to manage on a global stage in terms of Celtic being the global club that it is. Um, so for me, um, I think he's still in for a couple of years in particular now. I said that about Brendan Rodgers, by the way. I went on Sky TV and it said Brendan's not going anywhere. So I got the biggest pie yeah. in my face Gosh, the next yeah. time yeah, I went yeah. on Sky. So I was that confident that Brendan wouldn't leave the football club. Um, but I'm, 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 I'm the same. I'm the same with Brendan. I, I don't think he's going to leave in the foreseeable future. You know, I think everybody has to be realistic and think in the next couple of years, if a, if a job comes up and he yeah. might fancy it in the Premier League, you know, who knows? But for now, mate, I can only see him staying and finish this job off that he started. The money is so huge now in England, isn't it, Lawrence? It's just the gulf between our biggest clubs, Rangers, Celtic and Hearts. It's just massive. That is, it's massive. You see it in the, in the transfer windows. They're throwing about 60 million here and there as if that's just a normal fee now. So there's, there's obviously that attraction to the game for some people. Um to be honest, for me at the time, when you speak about Brendan Rodgers, I actually did think he'd have been tempted by it. I might have been in the minority, but mm-hmm. I think he'd won. It was a treble, treble when he left, and I just thought, well, the Celtic, he's going to do that again probably. But um, Leicester at the time were, were obviously a club that were probably mid table, and he thought maybe he could go in there and do something. But I, I probably see it a bit different with Angie still early and coming to Celtic. And as I said, when he speaks, he's always talking about building and what they want to do. So, um, but of course. The offers some of these teams England put in, sure. you, you, you never know. Do you have any chat with the managers? Michael Beale, have you come up against him at the end of the game? Because the, the two of them represent their clubs really well to the media and to the people. Have they said much to you just as you come off or whatever? Well done or you were rubbish? Or I, got a well, I got a well done off hand when I scored the hat trick, but he left for the three points. So I was, uh, I was a bit gutted, to be honest. Was, it, was, it was a mixed message, but... Um, nah, I've, I've only spoke uh, to him briefly and sure. I miss Michael Beale all night. Michael Beale, uh, it's early days. Can I ask you something, Regan, before you go? How many goals is Kyogo going to score? Because we're leading somewhere with uh, Lauren Shanklin here. What do you think Kyogo's going to do? Well, he's got 21 now, Paul, so I think he's going to get at least another 12 to 15. 12 to 15. Lawrence, what do you think? You're only one behind him. I'm going to need 17 then, aren't I? 17. You can do it. 13 <laughs> games to go, plus the cup. On oh, you go, Lawrence. We'll get a go. Yeah, we'll get a go. Thanks, Regan. Thanks very much Cheers, for calling. Cheers, Regan. Bye, mate. Speak right. to you soon. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. And he loves uh, Scotland as well, uh, Regan. Uh, it'd be great, wouldn't it, to, for the games coming up? I see Joe Allen has uh, retired today. Yeah, I actually yeah. said last month when Gareth Bale retired, I said uh, I'm expecting two or Did three you? others uh-huh. to, to follow suit. Yeah. I think a lot of them are on 80, 90 caps. They played in three major tournaments in the last six years, given everything. And I just feel that one or two of them. Ramsey, I think, is going to carry on. Hennessy, Joe Allen. Mm-hmm. Um, I think now it's maybe time for the, the younger players to step up now and, and take that mantle on. And we've got you this weekend, John, in the rugby. Scotland yeah. against Wales. Great Washington. win for Scotland. I asked Mark and Barry about it last night. Oh, great for Scotland, wasn't it? But it's not the rugby station here, but it was great to be England at uh, Twickenham. I and think for a long Townsend. time, Paul, yeah. I think Scotland will be favourites to win that. For so. a long time against Wales. It will be tough, though. You yeah, know, I know Scotland, you lost to Scotland Ireland, will be huge yeah. favourites. Okay. That's three triple counts on the bounce they've mm-hmm. won against England. Um, Scotland be very strong. Wales were ill-disciplined against Ireland. I think yeah. they give 30-odd penalties away in the game. You just can't do that. And uh, for me, few aging players in the Welsh team, 
Um, let's carry on talk to about talk about rugby. I love my rugby. Yeah, you love your rugby, <laughs> don't you? They'd be buzzing in Edinburgh about it as well because obviously Murrayfield. I've been to some people today getting ready for this weekend. Uh, Jeff, when you share there with the rugby team, do you come up against the? Do you see some Aye, of the rugby players? We've seen, yeah. seen them a lot. They've obviously been in recently with yeah. their training and that. So um, we had that on in the, in the players' lounge after the game the other day. So it was nice to see them get a win. Um, mm. And the boys re- returned happy. So um, I'm sure they'll be looking to get another one. I'd, Clearly know a bit less about rugby than John, but I enjoy watching it when it's on. Well, I'm Welsh. It's our national story. You can't be Welsh and not love the rugby, do you know? I was on to them today about something completely different. They said, is your nephew, John Cooney, plays at Ulster, but he's he's eligible for Scotland from later this month. So it was it was in the media two weeks ago. It was a big story. I don't know what's going to happen. Mm. Uh, Ireland don't play him now, but he's a talented... He's a brilliant scrum half, so we'd see. But I'd be very proud to watch him. Uh, playing for Scotland but we'll, I don't know I was asked today I don't know but watch this space let's wait and see but it's the round ball here mainly that we talk about in the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors and we're looking forward to the games coming up at the weekend kicks off on Friday night Hamilton against Hearts Will you, you'll be at the game launch I know you're suspended but uh, you'll be there yeah I, I got I got a text the other day telling me my rules and regulations he, he turning up to the ground and that so um, it will only be a very exciting night for me I'll know we'll be able to see many people but um, I'll be in the stands cheering the boys on looking forward to that one then on Saturday there's Ayr against Elgin Dundee United Kilmarnock Livingston against Inverness Cali Thistle Wraith Rovers Motherwell and Celtic against St Mirren and then on Sunday Rangers Partick Thistle and then Monday night John Darvel against Falkirk yeah. Darvel almost go in well I'll ask you too who's the favourite in that one I'm not asking who you think will win who goes in as the favourite well, Falkirk are actually yeah. going all right, aren't yeah. they? They're yeah. going all right in, in in their respective league, and we get young McGinn yeah. on mm-hmm. here all the time, young Stephen with us. Oh, do you know what? I would no. probably say, oh, well, it's a tough one, isn't it? It's, it's hard, obviously. Yeah. Falkirk, when you look at the leagues, is it, yeah. you would say they were favourites, but the performance we've seen for, for Darvo against Aberdeen would put them right up there, but mm. I think it's it'll be questions asked to them is it a one off or can they go and do it yeah. again? So. It'll be, a, it'll be a tough game for Falkirk, there's no doubt in that. And Do you yet, know what, Lawrence? Yeah. I actually feel that Darvel have to be better than what they were uh-huh. against Aberdeen to go and get the win against Falkirk. And I think that's what the manager be saying to them. Because everybody now is thinking, yeah, Darvel beat Aberdeen, let's go and do it again. Let's go and show it wasn't a one-off. You know, they'll have a vociferous crowd down there. Um, is it live on television? Yes, yeah, it Brilliant. is. Yeah. So it's an yeah. opportunity for the players to showcase their talents, obviously, and... Uh, Listen, I'm not going to upset the Falkirk fans. I got a couple of pals in Falkirk, so. Uh, yeah. um, but Darville, yeah. they'll be strong at home. Mm. You know, they'll be, they'll be just Falkirk need to go down there and be professional and and expect a tough game. Don't think it's going to be easy. Expect the tough game against Darville. I've got a few a few boys at Darville I've crossed paths with over the years, and a few I'm friendly with still now. So. I wish them all the best and that's no disrespect to the boys I know at Falkirk at all they've got a few mates there so they can play play at a score draw but but you know what I mean they almost go in as the favourites which would be on paper you'd say what a junior team up against uh, first division side should be a great game that's the magic of the cup Lon Shankland John Hartson, Paul Cooney, 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road, Darnley. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show, Paul Cooney with John Hartson and Lauren Shanklin joining us tonight. Big John, it's great to have Scotland's top, Brilliant, yeah. second top. It's been really good, really good. And of course, Lawrence has told us how he... 
felt he benefited going over abroad and, and playing, yeah. you know, different culture, different language, learning from it, uh, coming back and then and then kicking on, you know, thriving now under Hearts, 21 goals, having a great season. Somebody you know well, John, Brian Loudrup's been saying today in the media, if Rangers win the Cup, the Viaplay Cup final, it could have a massive knock-on effect for Michael Beale and Rangers if that if they do win it. Um, would you agree? Yeah, I think they'll take a bit of momentum for it. There'll still be nine, potentially ten points with the goals behind in the league. But, you know, it's the same, you could say the same for Celtic. I think, you know, whoever goes and wins that cup will take great confidence. Yeah. Um, it'll dent the, the, you know, the, the confidence of the other team. But, um, no, I, I think if you're Michael Beale, you say, look, let's go and win the game. He'll win his first trophy as a manager at Rangers, of course. You know, he was assistant before under Gerard. But no, I, I think Celtic will be aware of that and they'll want to make sure that doesn't happen. Here's Michael Beale speaking after Rangers win at the weekend 2 1 against Ross County. Oh, yeah, a game of not defending a set play and then having to chase a game that was very, very comfortable before that. I have to say, I thought Malky came with a really good game plan. I thought his boys were terrific. I have to assess my own uh, part to play in the game today as well because trying to keep one or two players happy or engaged, making five subs, you don't always have to do that. I'm showing a lot of faith in people. Maybe that disjointed the performance a little bit as well, I thought. It was uh, the third game in another week where we've got three wins. That's the most important thing. Lawrence, uh, John Kennedy has said today that the five subs helps them keep players happy. With the multi-subs game that we're in now, and you've got a big squad as well at Harsh, you've had a lot of injuries, but players are coming back. Um, what effect does that have on the team, the morale and the effectiveness? It's, it's a headache for the manager, to be uh, honest. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not at that stage yet, but um, it, it's always good to have options. Um, I think if you're going to be a successful team, you need to have a successful squad, and that includes everybody. Injured boys, boys certainly playing as much, it, it needs everybody, and just needs everybody to be ready for when the chance comes. Um, I think lately we've had a lot of substitutes coming on and impacting games and it's been brilliant for us. Um, it's great to have and you know you have the options coming on and, and they can change the game and swing it in your momentum. So um, they were hugely important at the weekend. Um, we, we changed our system a couple of times in personnel and, and it had a re real foothold in the game. Alex Gawkin came on, scored. Humphreys came on and scored. So as I said, it's great to have the options and and impacting the game. And your goal in 71 minutes, if it hadn't happened, it could have been a different outcome? It could have. Um, the games can be frustrating sometimes. Then United are obviously down the bottom end and, and they managed to get the league, uh, the lead in the game, sorry. Um, Ryan Edwards gets sent off and then you're, you're playing against 10 and they're, they're camped in trying to defend the league and the lead and it's up to us to break them down. Um, thankfully enough, we managed to get one and when we got that, we quickly turned the game in its head. Was that a bit special for you, scoring against your old team? Did I see you cup your ear afterwards? It was more fingers in my ears because, ah. to be honest, I had, right. a, I had a swing at a volley just before it and I air kicked it. So <laughs> uh, uh, the fans will give me a bit. So yeah. after that, I was hoping I'd score. As you would expect. Cammy is on the line, a Rangers fan. Good evening, Cammy. Hi, guys. Good evening. Hi, Cammy. Good evening. Cammy, what's in your mind tonight? Well, it was just to ask the panel their thoughts on the, the impact of Michael Beale at Rangers and how many transfer windows they think that you'll need to just truly compete with Celtic. Because personally, I still like Celtic in terms of squad depth. Also, they're talking about five subs and stuff there. Are yeah. uh, still a wee bit further ahead than Rangers. I think Rangers could do a few more players in terms of improving their squad. John Harrison. Well, I think um, I think he's done everything that um, that he needed to do. He's gone in and he's he's won. Um, is it every game apart yeah. from the draw against Celtic? Um, 
And that's what he would have wanted to do, to try and hope that Celtic might slip up and by winning, they'll be able to close that gap. Um, all he can do is keep putting the team out every week and winning games. Um and then look to and then look to obviously, you know, to, to win to win the games against Celtic, potentially, you know, get a bit of momentum behind the team and, and look to win the cup, the League Cup on the twenty sixth of February. And and that's all he can get that's all he can do. Um he's brought in a couple of good sign ins, Cantwell and, and, and Ruskin, um in the window. I, I think uh the problem he has is is that while Rangers will look to strengthen in the in the in the future sort yeah. of transfer windows, I think Celtic will do exactly the same. Um Do you? Yeah. You know, well of course. Yeah. You know, you talk about Ange wanting them to get better. Mm. Michael Peel will certainly want to want Rangers to get better. Um I think it's good competition, mm. you know. Um and as I said, how, how many windows it'll take, uh, I don't know. I think the 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 the, the, um, the summer window is going to be huge because Rangers have the likes of Kent, Morelos, two big players for them, by the way, in the last two or three seasons. Um, what's going to happen with them? Will he manage mm-hmm. to secure their services? They'll want big money because they can walk on a Bosman. Mm-hmm. So it all depends on a, free, on a freedom of contract, should I say. Um, it all depends, really, in terms of uh, what type of quality that he can bring in sure. to to make his team play that little bit better. You know, there's no point bringing in players equal quality just to have numbers. He won't have that. Um, he he has to bring players in that is going to better the the better the club, better the team, and make them that little bit more consistent. Although. You can't question the consistency. No. He's won every single game. Yeah. So he's stayed on Celtic's tail. And unlucky for Michael Beale is that Celtic have also kept winning and are also in great form. So, you know, it, it's a subject that you can say, well, he wants to better the team, but he's going to need funds and he's going to need to, to sort out the players that are already there. Lawrence, can you tell us what did you think of Todd Cantwell up close last week, midweek? No, it was good to come on as a as a substitute. Obviously, started the game before us and then came on as a sub against us. But he was he was sharp and um, Rangers had a real foothold in the game at that point as well, and they were making it difficult for us. So, um, but I'm sure he's, he's got a good pedigree. He's came for for down south where he's done well at times. Um, maybe not so much recently, but yeah. he's got a chance now to go and refine his form. He's got a manager who's backing him, and I'm sure he'll do well. And Nicola Raskin, I know he only came on for seven minutes, but you know him. And I played against him. Yeah. Um, he's not my mate. <laughs> no. <laughs> You no, played I, I played against him in Belgium. Yeah. Um, he was at Liège, and um, he's he's really well thought of over there. Um, really, real technical player. He's, he's not the biggest, but he's good. He can he can pass. He can dribble, and um, he's a Belgian under twenty one. Mm-hmm. Cap, good few caps for them as well. So, I'm sure he'll do well as well. Yeah. Cam, Cammy, what yeah. do you think? How long do you think, mate? Then, what do you think? How many windows? You know, this is a show that we like to get the guests phoning in and getting involved. How many do you think? What's your opinion on it? So I think you're spot on in terms of the comings and goings. I think if more so Ryan Kent, I think if he was to go, he would be a hard one to replace. I think Kent's a big one with consistency, but I think when Ryan Kent's at it, he's one of Rangers' best players. So I think that's a massive thing, but I still think he needs maybe an all two windows. But a massive thing we've seen the Rangers is there hasn't been much invest excuse me, there hasn't been much investment in the squad. Um, I think that was the reason why Stephen Gerrard and his backroom staff left the first time round and it's really all being back. So that's another massive thing to bring, to bring in quality players. You need to have the money to do it. Um, so I think yeah. maybe probably another two or so windows to get the squad that he's looking at. Um, but I do think Cantwell and Rasmus coming in have been great signings. Obviously, two players that he was looking at 
that were linked with before the transfer window started and two players that have came in and probably looking to be start in the start of 11 every game. So, yeah, I think maybe two, two or so windows. I think the summer window is going to be a massive one. I think there could be a lot of coming and going in the summer. I think as well, I think Michael Beale is, is renowned for being a very good coach. He played a huge role under yeah. Stephen Gerrard. He likes to get on the training ground. He, he likes to coach his players. So what he'll want to do is he'll want to find that system, work with it religiously every day on the training ground. Every player will go out onto the pitch on a weekend, know his role, know his responsibilities and want players to perform at a consistent level. That's what Ange wants. That's what every manager wants. He just wants to work with his players, work with what he has. If he can add one or two bits of quality that enhances the team, then obviously I think he's wise enough to do that. It's a great point you've got though, Cammy. Names like Ryan Jack as well, Scott Arfield, Stephen Davis, Philip Hollander, Alan McGregor. Will they be there next season? There's going to be... They've been great players for Rangers. Some yeah. of them may still be there, but they might not be. I think, um, for me, I don't think Stephen Davis will play again. I think he picked mm-hmm. up a big injury. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I mean, play again for Rangers, that is. Yeah. I don't think it. I think that'll be him towards the end of the season. I can't see Alan McGregor staying on. I also think Philip Hollander's time's up. Yeah. Um, he's not played for Rangers for a while. Another player, obviously, we're talking about Scott Arthur and Ryan Jack yeah. there, but I'd like to mention Kamal Roof. I don't see the point having him there. I think he's probably one of Rangers' players that are earning a wee bit more money mm-hmm. and he's always injured you know he comes on against Aberdeen yeah he scores the goal which is great sends us to a cup final but he's, he's never fit you know he's, I don't I think before that time I know his last game was the Europa League final so I thought a good three, four, five months or so for a player yeah. he's earning a good wee bit of money and um, yeah I think there will be a lot of comings and goings especially in the summer for Rangers that must be really frustrating Lawrence for somebody like Kemar Roof everyone knows the talent he's got they still love them in Leeds just hasn't been able to play enough Nah, it's, it's, I understand fan frustration as well. They yeah. always get frustrated when players get injured. But what I will say is, I feel a professional. I don't think anybody goes into a season and says, oh, hopefully I miss half of this being injured. Yeah. It's it's unlucky. Um, and the things he's picking up, I think it was a shoulder injury when he fell. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, you, you can't really count for these things in your career. And sometimes they do happen. But I do understand the frustration for people about um, them. The, the interesting thing is, when, when you are out long term, is that you've got a certain injury, let's say for argument's sake, it's your calf. And then you work hard, you're out for three or four months, you're excited to come back. And then the first time you sprint, your calf's fine, and then your thigh will go, or, you, or, or your knee, or your groin, because you're not at the level yeah. of. Mm-hmm. You can all you can train, you can train like a, like a Trojan, like a superstar every day. Mm-hmm. Nothing, nothing prepares you for playing in games where you're competitive, you're lunging, you're making that last ditch challenge, you're full stretched. You know, these type of things. What happens is when you're out for a while, you work ever so hard, you come back, it's great, and then something else with yeah. your body might Goals. just go. That's the problem with these players that Jack Wilcher was exactly Duncan Ferguson, mm-hmm. brilliant centre forward, probably didn't play enough in terms mm-hmm. of, you know, being sub his body and things like this. And I think Kemar Roof's one of them. He's one of them. I want to ask all three of you what you think of Malik Tillman. Michael Beale had a view on his player, who's on loan, of course. Another midfielder break out and score goals is really important. In the past, we've had Scott Arfield and Jarevo do that. Malik's now got that role um, in our team. I think Todd can add to that as well. I thought those were the two big biggest performers for us today. I thought Todd, again, was very, very clean in all his possession, gets a lovely assist. And 
that's what I'm, that's what I was saying uh, previously there. That at that moment we had Ryan Kent, Todd, and Malik all playing behind Alfredo and Fashion. So our fullbacks had to play a slightly different game today, a little bit deeper at times. Um, so look, that's what forced the first goal. It also left us a little bit open sometimes defensively. Uh, I just think we need to be a bit stronger in the final third. Malik is a player here that is obviously key to us moving forward. What do you think of Malik Tillman? He's no Barry Mackay, but no, no, I'm kidding. Uh, what, what do you make of him when you've seen him up close? He was another one who, who got on the school sheet the other night against us. Um, I think it's, I think I'd seen it's his first real full season at yeah. first team football. I think he's 20 years old, today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's only young, um, so the talent's good. He's signed for, for Bayern Munich. You're, yeah. you're not there if you're, you're a bad player. So sure. the talent's here to see. Um, his numbers are impressive since he's came here. So I'm sure Rangers will be, will be wanting to keep a hold of him. Well, I think Michael Beale will have to go some. He, he will have to sell Tillman to the board. In terms, I think Tillman's quoted at five million. Yeah. Bayern Munich will get. I know Michael Beale's a big fan. I think he's a. He's a match winner, Tillman, when he's on it. He's not always on it, by the way, but when he is, you know, he's a, he, he can make a difference in terms of Rangers winning games, close games. But um, it's the fee as well. He might have to let Morelos go, you know, the wages, everything else. Uh, and then obviously that might just um, that might just mean that the club then will just push the boat out and maybe sign Tillman. But I know Michael Beale's a big fan. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Cammy, about Malik Tillman? Yeah, I think... I think about Tillman, he was one that had a few question marks over him under uh, Van Bronckhurst. I think a few fans weren't too happy with his work rate and things like that. But I think since Beals came in, he's been a massive contributor in terms of goals. Um, I think having Todd Cantwell playing together will strike up a really good partnership. Mm. As John's saying there, I think the fee was around £5 million, which is something that if Michael Beal is wanting them, Rangers should go out and pay. I think it, he's only going to get better. As uh, Lawrence was saying, you don't sign for Bayern Munich if you're a bad player. Sure. So I think if Rangers would get him tied down in the summer, it would be a massive, mm. massive thing. It's a bit of juggling, isn't it, Cammy? You know, you said Alan McGregor. You know, you 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 don't you can't see him signing another contract. Stephen Davis might leave the football club. Um, Holanda might leave the football club. Morelos, you know. So it's about juggling. And yeah. I think if Michael Beale was to get two or three out, and then obviously that then releases the funds to go and get Tillman, which is what Celtic had to do. You know, the summer before of course, when Ange came all, in. It's all about juggling, so many, yep. you know, it's all about balancing books and, and what, what, what the player will bring to you, as a, you know, in terms of his numbers. I know there's there's, there's never a guarantee, yeah. um, but I think Tillman is, uh, you know, you don't play for Bayern Munich sure. if, if you're not a good player. Yeah. So, you know, he's, he comes from high stock. Cammy, what was your goal of the weekend? Did you see the Stephen Humphreys goal for Hearts? I did, I actually seen a couple of that on Twitter today. It wasn't bad, of course, that's right. Roof did it. Yeah, our own Rob uh, commentated on that. Um, it wasn't a fluke, was it at all, Lawrence? No. Well, <laughs> if you'd have, if you'd have seen him on Friday in training, we were then finishing <laughs> Anki dug boots on. To be honest, um, <laughs> but we were we were joking with him and laughing, and I actually said to him after it, just leave the six yard box to me. You can do the events. <laughs> that's magnificent. And yeah. I know Kyogo, you know, he yeah. scored some brilliant goals this season, one or two others, but that's goal of the season. You score from yeah, your own half. David Beckham does that, makes mm-hmm. him, you know, an absolute know. superstar. But he, he was anyway. But that goal was struck. It's the back of the net vision, technique, an unbelievable strike from Humphreys. What a great goal! And the strength, John, to you know, he had a couple of two, three, four players. Yeah. I saw you because you were you were. I was I was position. actually playing at the back at that minute, yeah. and 
he was kind of getting hauled down I was screaming at him to go down because it was really late in the game so ah, yeah, he had a foul he could have won but um, as you say he carried on and, and it was his weaker foot as well mm. he's actually right footed is he? aye yeah. um, oh, that's definitely so goal he's season. caught well, it okay. he's caught it so sweet it was one of those ones as soon as it left his foot you're running to celebrate so um, nah delighted for him what's your best goal so far this season? Probably my one away to Hibs yeah. uh, in the cup there. Um, it was my, my 20th goal of the season, mm-hmm. which everybody spoke John about Robinson. with John Robinson's yeah. record. And it was it was a great feeling yeah. to score in the derbies and, yeah. and you're running towards that away crowd. There's bodies everywhere. Um, there's nothing better. It's a massive derby, isn't it? I mean, obviously here we talk about the old firm, the Glasgow derby, but what's it like to play in the Edinburgh derby? That's huge. Um, it was one I always tuned into when I was younger. Of course, you watch yeah. old firms, but the Edinburgh derby was always one that I took keen interest in. Um, and obviously... To lead your team into one as a captain as well was, was a great feeling. Um, it was a privilege really and and then you go and get a goal as well. It's always good, John. You'll know Scotland, Scotland mm. Derby, how good a feeling it is. Yeah, but you go back to the John Robertson. Yeah. Wow, what a goal scorer. Some player, wasn't he? Yeah. What yep. a goal scorer for Hearts, John Robertson. Sure. I think they named the stand after him or a pub outside yeah. the ground after John. Great you hear goal. everybody speaking about him at oh, the club for what he done Unbelievable goal scorer right up there with the best of his era. Cammy, thanks so much for calling. Cheers. No worries, Thank Cheers. you. Cheers, Cameron. Cheers, Did they ever call a pub after you, John? Is there a John Harrison pub? I've been in a yeah. few pubs. I don't know what calling <laughs> pubs have to be. But. <laughs> Lord Shanklin, John Harrison, back next. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kenneth Head Road, Darnley. Let's go. Let's go back on to the lines 08 08 17 17 700. Paul, a Rangers fan, is on. Good evening, Paul. Hi, uh, evening, Paul. Evening, John. Good Hi, evening, Paul. Hi, mate. Make sure I get you all right there. That's it. Thank um, you. Yeah. <laughs> What's in your mind tonight? Yeah. I uh, no worries. Uh, great show as always. Just to say that. So, um, Thank you very much. I just um, uh, no, I'm a Rangers fan here, but I know this yeah. big story now about Postecoglou going to potentially Leeds United. So, whilst I've been there as well when Gerard was doing well with Rangers and whatnot, so um, I can understand how the Celtic fans feel. But look, I'm not on to Slip my, I'm, I'm not trying to come across as Rangers bias and all that type of stuff. I'm trying to put a, a realist, well, a, a fair, a fair kind of assessment, right? Yeah. So just hear me out about it. So, okay. um, I, listen, I know he's done a remarkable turnaround in 18 months and whatnot for Celtic, but you know, as a Rangers fan, I've, I've, you've got to think what what Steven Gerrard did in the time he was at Rangers. Now he put us on the map. From a European perspective, we got to a Europe League final. Mm. I wouldn't just say down to from Brockhorst. The foundations were put down by Gerard to get us there, right? So, yeah. I mean, you think of the performance against Braga and mm. Benfica and big teams like that. Um, and Gerard did all of that. Did, look, we might have not done it domestically with as many titles as mm. some other managers, but he got us probably the most important one to stop our rivals getting 10 in a row. Um, but it gave us 55 titles as well. So, from that perspective, Gerard was picked up with down south and it, it just didn't work out for him at Aston Villa. So what I'm saying is I'm hearing a lot of Celtic fans and I'm hearing some pundits as well. Not you, John. Mm. I'm not just saying you, but some others saying that possibly is going to change the world. And I mean, there was one pundit, no, well, let's put it out there, it was Chris Sutton, who I know wants to get headlines, but he's comparing him to Guardiola. I mean, you know, you've got to be realistic here. It's between the title. The last time somebody out with Celtic Rangers to win it was 19, 1985 or something like that. Um, so as always, the Rangers and Celtic. Um, Poster Coglu might have managed Australia and he's got a pedigree across the J-League and all that type of stuff, but he's going to be challenged down there and he's not going to win a league with Leeds United. Let's, let's face it, you've got 
Man City, Newcastle, all these types of teams now, now with money pumped into them. Arsenal. Um, yeah. And my, and, and my point is that I he might be doing well domestically up here, but we've got to be a wee bit realistic as well. He's not he's not the Pep Guardiola Scottish football that Chris Sutton likes to say. Um, he might be sweeping teams away now, but um, listen, Rangers are going to get better without a doubt. They're going to get better next year, and I think and just he's going to be in for a, a better title fight up here. To be honest, I think. Okay, let's put that to John. You've, you've got that's, an amazing no, run there. very good yeah, from Paul. Yeah. You know, listen, you know, Rangers will get better. Celtic yeah. will get better. You know, so the the chase is on, and it's a, it's a competitive league right now. Rangers won the league the season before last, unbeaten all season. Did mm-hmm. exceptionally well. Gerard won one trophy in nine attempts. You know, you got to remember that. Ange will has won two all in three years. Ange has won two in his first season at Celtic. He's very much on for winning more trophies this season. Certainly the league, their favourites, they're, they're almost 10 points clear. And Paul, at the end of the day, allegedly he's been linked with Leeds. But who's to say he would choose Leeds? You know, he's probably thinking that he's in for the fight here at Celtic. Um, I think he's a man of integrity and loyalty. I think Celtic have given him the opportunity to manage, you know, at this particular club. Um, I think he's enjoying his job here. Um, who's to say he won't go in a year or two's time? But certainly this season, um, and I do think, listen, I'm not comparing him with Guardiola. I don't really like to make comparisons anyway. A manager has to work with the particular... Guardiola's got the best players in the world at his disposal. And has had to bring in eight or nine, ten players... And the recruitment has been excellent. He's had to build the team up from, from scratch, starting with Joe Hart, right the way through sure. to the centre-forward, Kyogo, Matt O'Reilly, Hetati, all these players, Carter Vickers, Starfelt, Juranovic, who sold now, and has had to bring all these in. So it's not as if he's had great players initially to work with. He's had to work with what he's got in terms of the market. Um, he's he spent... not paying 100 million for one player like Exactly Jack right. So yeah. I, I listen Paul, I think the challenge is yeah. on. I think listen you're a, you're a strong Rangers supporter which is brilliant. Michael Beal will make the team better. There's no doubt about that. But I also think Anjink going to sit back and let that happen. He's going to he's going to make Celtic stronger. We've just let two terrific players go in Jakamakis and and uh, Juranovic. Yeah. You know, so for so for me, I think in the future in the next two or three years, I think we're going to have a great race. I think we're going to have a great league league here. You know, Michael Beale is new in terms of his management yeah. at Rangers. Great start, as you said. It's half a great ago. start for him. So you know, I, I think it's all up yeah. and it's all to play for. But I do believe. You know, people linking Ange, because when your manager's doing well, Paul, naturally you're going to get linked to other clubs, especially down in the Premier League. And there'll be more. Yeah, I I didn't think Brendan Rodgers would go. But I do think in terms of where Ange is at right now, I think he's in and I think he's got a job to do and I think he wants to finish that job, and particularly this season. Lawrence, what do you think? I don't know if I'd be right in saying, was he linked to Brighton as well? So he's obviously getting linked to these jobs because of the success he's having. Um... He's not been here very long, as as we know, but I think what he's done to Celtic has been really good. And as John's saying, that will bring people to the table thinking, could he do that for us? Mm. Of course, if you go to a, a team in the Premier League, your budget probably goes fourfold, fivefold. Yeah. But it, and even if that's at the lower end of the table, but it'll need to be something that he sees as 
I can't turn that down or that's an opportunity that I really want to do or a project or, or whatever it'll need to suit him um, and I think that's the same with every manager right throughout the leagues right through football it's if an opportunity comes up that you think I really fancy that and that'll be brilliant for me it's one that you try and take but as I said before when you hear him speak it doesn't sound like he's looking elsewhere Paul can we ask you what about the goalkeeping position here's the manager speaking about the rotation of keepers he was asked a question about it on Sky yeah, certainly I've said that before like unfortunately with Robbie he's had this ankle ligament problem that's just not healed he's still a good three to four weeks away from training which is disappointing for him because he's not been out to if I've you know, I think we've done probably about 40 training sessions and Robbie's been involved in 10 or 12. So that's really hard for Robbie to be able to show what he can do now. But John's been there uh, all the time as a mainstay. We obviously know Alan is not getting any younger, but he's clearly our number one right now. But if I feel that um, he needs to have a rest, and I think John's always been able. Have we lost any games with John? So John's not the issue when he's in the goals. I think with the whole team defend. We come today on the back of three clean sheets on the bounce and we can see the lousy goal off a set play. So we all need a shake for that. Cammy, what would you do if you're the Rangers manager? Paul. Yeah, sorry, Paul. Cammy was earlier. I should know that name, Paul. Apologies. Sorry, one good Paul. I'll be called last. Thank you, yeah, sorry. So I think... Listen, I, I really rate Robbie McCrory. I think um, he played one of the old firm games a couple of years back when the whole COVID situation yeah. was taking place. And there were some outstanding saves he made there. I mean, can't remember, but there was one where he, he, no, he stretched his leg out and, and saved a, a chance and whatnot. So I would like to see him getting a fair kick at the whip, to be honest. I mean, Rangers, they've been fortunate with like Salah McGregor, and they've brought him through their system and things like that. Um, and I think I'm a wee bit old school with this, but I'd prefer to one keeper. I don't like this yeah. chopping and changing thing. Mm, I, I, I don't the want to put the yeah. behind it. I think, no. I think there's there's no systematic approach to it. To be honest, you just mm. randomly look at the team sheet and say, "Oh, there's McLaughlin in the day. What's the purpose of that?" I mean, I still believe in. Uh, no, I've got faith in uh, what Bill's doing and things like that. But I just think consistency at the back is key. No, we we your backs and things like that as well. We start chopping and changing name about. You start conceding goals. In my opinion, but that's. That's just my thoughts on it. I like the defence, defensive side of the team to be consistent. And I think with Tavernier and Barisic, has been pretty good. Um, and now Davies and Goldson, Goldson are getting a good, getting a good partnership. partnership yeah. them, so. They're pretty solid at the back lines, aren't they, Rangers? They are, aye. Yeah. And it shows in the results. Um, as Michael Beale was saying there, they've come off the back of three clean sheets before the other day. So um, it helps when you, get a, when you get a settled team, a settled mm. back four. It's been good for us at Hearts as well. We had injuries at the start of the season kind of chopping and changing things and it can be a bit uncertain because boys are playing slightly out of position playing with people who've never played do before so when you've got a settled back lane it can, it can help bring confidence and I think the rewards are there to see really Your own team the, the gaffer Robbie Nielsen what a job he's doing and he had it tough at the beginning we all know Brora Rangers he, he brought the team up but people were still going on but what a couple of years it's been That's been good um, it's been a progression obviously that was a bit of a project when he took over again yeah. they were doing the championship and they had to get promoted in that again but um, I think that's last season there was our first season back in the Premier League they, they managed to finish third and we're sitting third now so um, long may it continue I had one of those moments today John when I thought did Hearts really go down to the Championship and they're only back one full season you're absolutely right and I've said yeah of course it happened they're now the third force but for Rangers it's going to be some summer uh, going back to Paul's point 
and they're going to need money because so many of the players we just mentioned them all that yeah, many of them still, will be, it's, will be it's going get, it's getting yeah. the balance right and it's staying competitive it's keeping your quality players it's adding to the quality that you've got um, you know it, it might be a case of juggling one or two might have to let one or two go through out the door uh, to, to fund you know the likes of Tillman one or two others that Michael Beale will have his eye on it's all about juggling as I said earlier on Celtic have let a couple of really good players go and they will let more players go mm. you know if they're not getting regular football if they're not, not up to standard then every week and you know that at the, that the level and the and the speed that Ange likes to play if there's any slacking then you know there's you know, there's no room for that at this moment at Celtic. So Michael Beale will, will obviously, his job is to make Rangers' team better. His job is to challenge for trophies. Um, but my point is, while Michael Beale will look to add quality, then you've got a manager across the road that is going to exactly want to do the same. That's why I think it's it's a great race. You know, we've stole a march this season in the league, Celtic. But there's an opportunity for Rangers there in, in the League Cup, Michael Beale, to get his first trophy. That's going to be a great game at Hamden on the, on the 26th of February. Paul, what's your scoreline in the big derby? I'm talking Rangers, Partick Thistle this weekend. Hi, okay, come back to you. I'll just add one wee point. Quick one. Paul, sorry, yeah, we nearly finished. Quick one. Um, just to say to John, I know what you're saying when I'm doing so well, but they haven't done as well in Europe. And that was my main point in the sense that yeah. when you said there, Gerard only won one title, we were getting to the last 16 yeah, a lot of Europe leagues and things like that so we're playing a lot of more games domestically I want to see how Postacoglu does with a longer run in Europe Paul the thing is mate the, sadly got excellent in Europe this year I thought they played some fantastic football Rangers have got the, you cannot talk about Europe when you've just had the Champions League that you've just had you've had the worst worst record worst record 19 games you, you didn't so as much as you're domestically Dominating Scottish football. I'm not trying to pick holes. No, not at all. I thought I thought Rangers did brilliant in terms of getting to the Europa League final. I thought you were outstanding. I I I give Rangers a lot of praise. Some of the teams that you beat, the likes of Dortmund away from home, and then bringing them back to Ibrox, a fortress, and then you know winning them games, it was outstanding. But what you got to remember is Paul, Ange Postecoglou has been at the club for what is it, 18 months now. Steven Gerrard was at the Rangers Football Club for. For three, three years, years. Yep. he had nine attempts to win a trophy. He won one. Mm. Now I know he won the biggest one, but you know, listen, you can debate these things yep. all along. Sure. You know, I'm a big, you know, Stevie's my mate, so I'm not gonna. If you want more of that debate tomorrow night, we're back yeah. at five. Lawrence, thanks so much for coming in. Did you have a couple of days off? Is it back to training? Yeah, tomorrow? I was, I was yeah. off a day. Um, uh-huh. Back in tomorrow, and the boys will be getting ready for Friday night. So, is it harder work being off and running around with the wee one? Uh, <laughs> it can be, aye, yeah. but keeping in here the night was slightly easier, so it's ideal. Great. You come back and join us again. I will do. I'll do. Thank you. Lauren Shanklin, good luck for the rest of the season. John, thanks a million. Pleasure. We'll hear you again next week, and we're looking forward to the night. 30th of March, the John Hartson night with Go Radio, unscripted, uncensored, and we're going to be at St. Luke's. Go to thisisgo.co.uk and get your tickets. Can't really wait. looking forward to it. Thanks, thanks guys. The news is thanks, next Lawrence. tomorrow night. Thank you. Thank you. Tomorrow night at this time, five o'clock, Barry Ferguson and Peter Grant. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road, Darnley. Let's go! 
There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. 